0: Hello friends! Welcome to Girl Empowered, a podcast with Ophelia's Place designed to inspire, educate, and empower you and the girls in your life. I'm your host, River Olland. In this first episode, you'll learn what Ophelia's Place is and why we're important, and we'll get into what it means to be an empowered girl as I talk with a former OP girl. Let's get started. Before I get into telling you more about Ophelia's Place's services and what we do, why we're important in the community, all of that great stuff that I'm sure you're all eager to know more about, I would like to set the stage a little bit. So Ophelia's Place opened its doors in 2005 thanks to the support and vision of Rosaria Hogland. Rosaria is an amazing philanthropist. She supports many programs in Eugene and around the world, um, but this was kind of her vision, her baby that she wanted to bring into being. And Ophelia's Place started in a series of tiny little offices, um, part of the building on 16th and Pearl, and of course has grown into taking over the better part of that bottom floor. But in those days, it was a small organization with a beautiful vision, and Rosaria was the heart and soul of all of that. She envisioned a place where girls could come and learn from each other, receive supportive encouragement from female mentors, and really discover their strengths and abilities to get through the hard things that come along in life. And she saw this as a prevention effort. We all know there are so many pitfalls along the road of life, particularly for young women. And she believed that we need to get to these girls at an early stage, really help them recognize their worth and know that they have a community of support So that they could grow up to be the strong, independent, capable, incredible women that they could become. Now, Rosaria herself is a pretty inspiring figure. She came to the United States from Italy and pursued a PhD in biology. And then she co-founded a business that would eventually become molecular probes, which is known to some of us here in Eugene area. Um, Basically, a woman pioneering science ahead of her time. Uh, particularly in those decades when we didn't see a lot of women um, in those positions. She really had to break down some barriers. So she's an incredible inspiration to all of us and the key person to start an organization like Ophelia's Place. So another question we get pretty frequently is, why is the name of your organization Ophelia's Place? So there's a couple of answers to that, but we'll start with the one that kind of references the more well-known Ophelia, for some of us, we hear that and we think, oh, this kind of tragic character from Hamlet. It was a young woman. She was in love with the Prince of Denmark. Um, he became very cold to her. He ended up accidentally murdering her father. Just a series of terrible things. And in the story, in the play, Ophelia doesn't really have much in the way of community. She, she doesn't have the support of other women in her life. She doesn't have a community of girls who kind of will bolster her or strong female role models. And uh, in the play ends up taking her own life from despair and grief. So a pretty dramatic figure, which makes sense. It is a Shakespeare play. But the idea there that what might Ophelia's life have looked like if she had that support, if she had other friends who believed in her and reflected her strengths and reminded her that it didn't matter if her boyfriend was being kind of a weird jerk. um, If someone was there to support her when she lost her father, you know, these kinds of difficult things that were happening. If she'd had um, a place like Ophelia's place, who could she have been? What might her life have looked like? So in that sort of literary reference, there's certainly um, a kind of a positive image around what do we get to be for the girls in our community? Um, What can Ophelia's Place do to support and empower them? There's also a a very influential book that came out in the 90s called Reviving Ophelia by Mary Pfeiffer, who did a bunch of research about... Adolescent girls, particularly that transition from elementary school into middle and high school, and observing the phenomenon of what she called little girls going underground, kind of meaning that girls who are pretty similar to their peers, their, their male peers, might be doing very well in school, have friends, and then something happens. They encounter this kind of early pubescent period. They go to middle school and suddenly maybe their grades are dropping or they're struggling socially or these other kinds of potential concerns arise about what's going on for them. And so she did a lot of research on this and identified some key factors. And some of that was the real importance of positive adult mentors and a a healthier peer community that would validate who she was just as she was. And there's a lot more to that book, and I encourage you all to check it out. Um, But these were kind of some keystone pieces that led to the name Ophelia's Place. And I think evokes our mission around prevention, around supporting girls and surrounding them with a community that believes in them and allows them to develop the skills and tools and confidence to believe in themselves. I feel I should also give you a brief introduction to myself, River. I have been working at Ophelia's Place since May of 2011. That's back when we were that series of small offices before we grew into the space we are now. I feel so fortunate that I was given the opportunity to join the incredible community that is Ophelia's Place. My background was working with children and families, particularly children and families in crisis, whether that's the crisis of homelessness, um, family conflict, um, dealing with issues of poverty, abuse, etc. And when I was able to join Ophelia's Place and be part of prevention and empowerment and supporting the incredible girls that are part of the community. It's one of the better days of my life. I feel very privileged to be there. For most of the time I've been at Ophelia's Place, I worked in direct service. So I worked directly with the girls, um, orienting them to the space, helping connect them to resources um, all that kind of stuff, and also being very involved in the After and Out of School program. And that was wonderful work. I feel so lucky that I was part of that. Met a lot of girls that way. And um, now I'm doing uh, more training and outreach type work. Uh, And that is what has provided this amazing opportunity to be creating this, um, this show. I'm also a native Eugenian. So I've grown up here, went to Eugene schools, graduated from the University of Oregon. Uh, Like so many of us, I spend my free time soaking up the amazing, beautiful nature that we are so lucky to be surrounded by. I like to go for very lazy hikes. Um, And I've been pretty passionate about girls and women's empowerment my whole life. I think that's a lot of what drew me to Ophelia's Place and has kept me really passionate about this work. Okay, so now let me tell you a little bit more about the programs and services that Ophelia's Place offers. We have several programs that form the heart of our services. Our first is our school-based program. In that program, we have staff who come to school classrooms and are able to present on a variety of topics relevant to young people and designed to help create allies among students, peer support, and overall healthier and safer communities. We do this through not only classroom presentations on things like bullying prevention, healthy conflict resolution, healthy relationships, media and body image, but also through empowerment groups just for girl-identified youth. And those are a series of meetings over the course of a term that follow a curriculum touching on any number of topics relevant to girls and important to supporting their well-being. And these are facilitated by our staff. We also have an after and out of school program. This is a place where girls can come together, try new skills, share conversation, and see positive communication and healthy relationships between girls and women modeled for them by our interns and staff. They also get to do a lot of fun things, workshops, classes, fun games, movement activities, you name it. And we're very fortunate that that we've been able to continue these activities online. And then also our therapy program. So we offer strength-based and goal-focused therapy for girls and their families on a sliding scale. This has been especially important in this past year, and we're so grateful to our amazing therapists for the support they give to our families. And we have a new program as well, where we offer training for adults on some of these topics and others I haven't even mentioned. And these are focused for parents who want to learn more about specific topics to help support their girls, as well as youth and family serving professionals. This is a wonderful new opportunity for us to continue to share um, our passion and our experience in empowering young people through the wider audience. We know that we have made strides in girls and women's rights over the last number of decades, but we also know there is work still to be done. So why is it important to have a place to empower girls? Well, we know that Girls and women who have a strong sense of self, who are able to pursue their dreams, who have a voice, improve their families, their communities, and beyond. This is shown through research around the world. And right here in Eugene, we've been able to touch the lives of hundreds of girls, provide a safe space for them to discover who they are, what they care about, what their passions are, and move themselves towards the next phase of their life. So what are some of the issues that girls are dealing with today? I'm sure a lot of you will immediately think of social media and the influence of social media, and you're not wrong. We are seeing more data and more evidence coming out that is talking about sort of the pros and cons of social media. On the one hand, for sure, increasing connection has its benefits. particularly during this pandemic, we've really seen that young people having the ability to stay in touch is so crucial and important. But I think we also all have seen some of the negative outcomes. We've seen an increasing focus on getting likes, on posting images of themselves that appear flawless, and all that comes with that, those internalized feelings of inferiority, of girls comparing themselves to uh, Instagram influencers, for example. So we know that those kinds of influences can have negative effects as well. And how those show up might look like insecurity around their physical appearance. Um, Everything from having to look perfect or being concerned about weight um, or conforming in other ways to these unrealistic ideals. And these are not new issues. Uh, Many of us who are not teenagers anymore, can certainly relate to the influence of media and advertising over the decades. But there has been an intensification with social media, um, particularly in the fact that it's hard to get away from. So we definitely address this through our work. Um, A lot of what we talk about with girls is how to really locate their sense of confidence and pride and value in who they are, their character, their strength, all those other qualities that are not so based in appearance. And we also do some education around how to make sure that social media interaction feels positive and healthy, um, and that it also isn't taking too much of their time. That can also create Feelings of insecurity in terms of their peer group in real life. So uh, we take some of those same messages into how do we communicate with each other and how do you use assertive communication to set your boundaries, to ask for help, to let a friend know if they're not treating you with respect. So those are some of the topics that absolutely come up for girls. There's also pressures around dating and relationships, and those often intersect with other larger conversations about gender identity and sexual orientation and other parts of their emerging identities. And the whole sense of developing identity is really important. Um, we're talking about girls ages 10 to 18. They're at a really powerful and challenging time of development for young people as we know. So. Those pressures about fitting in and conforming while also trying to be yourself are a big part of the insecurity that can come up with this age. This is why it's so important to have adults in their lives, both parents and uh, people at their after school programs, their teachers, and of course, folks here at Ophelia's Place to really hold a safe space for them to discover who they are um, and ask questions and explore. Other issues that come up for girls uh, may include pieces around discrimination. You know, there's girls of color that are dealing with um, bias or discrimination, girls who live with various kinds of disability, girls who experience autism, some of these other pieces of their amazing and unique identities that also take time to explore. And of course, there's bigger questions about their futures. You know, what do girls want to be when they grow up, right? What are the decisions they're going to make in the next several years um, that will have an influence on who they become? So larger discussions about what happens after high school? What might you want to pursue next? What are your passions? What do you feel called to do? And underneath all of this is a fundamental question about how to assert your identity as a young woman, uh, as an individual in our community. How do you find your voice and use it to speak for yourself, to speak for others, and to live fully in the world? One of the most valuable and affirming pieces of working with Ophelia's Place is that despite these issues and challenges that we know girls are dealing with every day, we also get to see their incredible strength, their resilience and creativity, their humor, their strength. Um, They are an inspiration to all of us daily. So we always like to think about these issues and these challenges as, as being very real um, and being worthy of validation and support, but also an opportunity for us to step in and hold space with these girls and reflect back to them just how incredible they are and affirm for them that they each have a future and that they all are welcome and belong in our communities. So this is this uh, really a, a beautiful heart of the work that we get to do at Ophelia's Place. And one of the things I'm super excited about is that later on, we're going to actually interview um, a former OP girl. She was part of our leadership group and is an incredible, um, powerful, hilarious voice um, and amazing person. And I think that it's really important that we always remember to check back in with girls and let them speak as much as possible about their own experience. So I'm really excited that we're going to kind of hear it straight from her. And on that note, uh, one of the things I like to share with you all is that A really important value at Ophelia's Place is that we do keep girls centered in our work. We make sure that we're current on the research, on the evidence base, about what works for girls, what's most needed, what's important, what's effective. But also in a very literal sense, um, we talk to them. We go to the girls themselves and ask questions about what they need and what's important. We've had situations where as a staff, we were struggling to make a decision about a certain direction we might take or um, how to address um, program development even. And when we get really stuck, uh, something that's so special is that we will go to the girls and we will say, here's what we're thinking about. What input do you have for us? What do you think we should do? And that might look like everything from, You know, what color do we paint these walls? All the way to what new program would you like to see? Or what's most needed for you? How can you be involved? A comment that often comes up for us when people come into our space uh, is, ah, I wish I'd had something like this when I was a girl. And we've heard that so many times, and I know that some of us staff have also felt the same way, That I think it really speaks and testifies to the importance of this work. Because we're able to really feel for ourselves how valuable and how treasured these safe spaces, these empowering spaces are. One of the ways that we get to see this play out is with the girls who stay with us over the course of several years. So we might meet a girl when she's 10 or 11. And in some cases, she continues to be part of OP until she graduates high school, um, which is really incredible to have those long-term relationships where we get to Watch her grow up, you know, and be part of her life during this really influential stage of her development. Sometimes we see girls for shorter periods of time, and that's also really wonderful. We know that we get to be there for them when they need us. Um, Sometimes girls come when they're young, they come and do some fun activities or a summer camp, and then we might not see them for a year or two. And then they start high school, and that transition really triggers a time when they could use some extra support. And the next thing we know, they're back engaged with us, they're coming to after-school drop-in, maybe they're signing up for some therapy. Um, But just getting to be part of their lives for as short or long a time as they need is really gratifying. We know that those relationships will matter to them. And that goes beyond, obviously, the relationships they have with us as as supportive adults, but also the pure connections they're making with each other. Some of these girls have formed friendships that will last years. Um, and provide that buffering and that resilience through the ups and downs of adolescence, those friendship group changes, and all the other challenges that we might recall from this time of life. Those peer supports, those friends, those shared activities, um, those are so powerful in developing a strong sense of self and feeling that you have a supportive community that has your back and believes in you. So one of the really great things we get to do is nurture those connections between girls. And this addresses another issue that, you know, I haven't touched on yet. But this thing that we see a lot of times that some people call girl bullying um, more officially is called relational aggression. But um, a lot of us have seen or experienced this thing where girls will kind of turn on each other or use their friendships as leverage to control or harm each other. And there's a lot we could say about that, and that might be a really great topic for a future episode. But really what I want to focus on is that when girls are provided with safe and supportive communities and they're empowered with tools to help them communicate more effectively, uh, stand up for themselves but not bully, when they um, have opportunities to share activities together that they both enjoy, We really can break down some of those socially conditioned habits of um, maybe being mean to each other or not trusting other girls, and in fact, really uplift and support other girls, even when they're different from you. So that's a really fundamental piece of the community that we build at Ophelia's Place, both in the locations on site, as well as the work that we do within the schools. So in our COVID times, we are doing all of our services online, and that has not slowed us down one bit. So, what would happen is a parent or guardian would contact Ophelia's place, giving us a call, and say that they're interested in getting their girl involved, potentially signing her up for a workshop or class. Then we'd schedule that orientation, meet with the girl, meet with the guardian, and then she would have access to the full range of services and all the different activities that we offer. I talked earlier a little bit about those different programs, and I'd like to take a minute and share a little bit more about what happens within the space, whether that's the online space or the physical space that, again, makes us kind of unique and special. Ophelia's Place was really intended always to be a little bit more than just a way to pass the time before parents and guardians get home. We like to say every service, conversation, every activity has an intentional purpose and outcome. So we are very thoughtful about how we create space, how we create conversation, how we structure activities. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. We're also really mindful of what's happening within the space. So whether that's in the physical space when our building is open and we have a very good ratio of adults to girls, um, so we can really make sure that girls have some independence and privacy, but also that the space is safe and secure um, and girls aren't being left out, things like that. And then in online spaces, um, you know, we're really have, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about what does it mean to do groups and activities on a screen when we're all just little boxes on the screen. So for the facilitators and adults, that's really um, a. Component of that is assessing, you know, how much freedom of movement does each girl have? How much privacy does she have? You know, is her little brother going to interrupt her 20 times when she's trying to do an activity and being able to kind of adapt and adjust because we know um, each girl is dealing with a different situation, whether that's in the home environment or in the building or at school or whatever. And so our flexibility and adaptability and skills to meet them where they are is really helpful because that allows us to kind of customize the experience a little bit. We also were assessing the level of engagement, right? The different developmental needs based on age and many other things. And if we notice that we're doing an activity and there is a girl who's kind of checked out, maybe she's not really feeling whatever the activity is. We're not going to ignore her. We're not going to lose her, right? We're also not going to single her out and make her feel embarrassed, but we're going to really attune to that girl and to the girl who has lots of energy and wants to run around or talk a million miles an hour and find the ways that each girl can kind of have a space where she feels part of the group and that her needs and her interests are respected. We also just like to say that. We super value playfulness, laughter, right? These are really, really vitally important tools for all of us. And we, you know, we adults can talk about how we love to be around young people because their sense of wonder or openness or um, vitality is really invigorating to all of us and helps us rediscover that in ourselves. And of course, that's definitely why I and many others um, get that extra level of enjoyment from working with young people. Um, but for, for their own sake, really encouraging them to tap into that, like to not feel that they, um, have to be always very serious or be concerned with their, you know, how they appear to others or whether they're cool. Um, and so really being able to, as the adults in the space, um, use laughter and playfulness ourselves as a tool to break tension and build connection and just have a release and a sense of, you know, human, human fellow feeling, right? That we are all here together and humor is such a beautiful tool to let us do that. So these are some examples of the various ways that our staff and our amazing interns um, are very conscious and deliberate in the work that we do, in the spaces we create, how we structure activities, um, all around some of these really intentional values for social emotional learning, for safety and development. And now I am so excited to introduce you to Lily Monroe. Lily is a current college student and former Ophelia's Place girl. She came to Ophelia's Place for three years and was involved in our leadership group and some other activities. And basically one of my favorite people. I'm so excited that you all get to meet her and get to hear from her about her experiences coming to OP and what her life track is looking like now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just trying to get through the pandemic like everybody else. And uh just I'm in school, so I'm on campus. Uh and it's like pretty they're thankfully I'm going to a small enough school that they're like not uh being dumb about like COVID procedures. Yeah. Which and is but, nice. like Yeah, so I actually things are being done, and uh, we have very few cases, so I can stay on campus, which
0: is really great. Yeah. So why don't you take me back and tell me about how you first came to be involved with OP? Sophomore year of high school,
1: I had a friend who was like, "I go to this thing after school, and it's like really, really cool, and you should come." And I was like, "Okay." So I went with her, and we went to Wacky, um, and it was just like so I don't know it was really amazing because the energy in there was like so accepting which is not something you find in high school regularly um and especially as like a fat person it's not something that is easy to find and it was just like such a welcoming feminine energy that Mm. I was very excited and then it was really cool because it wasn't like I never felt like I was in competition with anybody there and so like it just the environment walking in felt like we could all succeed as like women together and as femmes together. So I was very excited about that. And, uh, and then I met you and it was just so, I don't know, liberating to see like another, like amazing fat woman in a position of power, leading girls to like be love themselves and be amazing in their lives. So love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I definitely was like, I'm coming back every single week. And I did come back for like, till I couldn't come back anymore. Yeah. Um, and it was such an amazing experience to walk in and immediately know that I was like, it was a safe space and I was welcome there.
0: So if you think back to those years of your life, you were saying sophomore through senior year. Yeah. Um, you mentioned kind of why the community felt good and felt welcoming. How would you say that OP was important to you personally, kind of during that particular phase of your life, being that, you know, high school age, Young woman, figuring things out. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely think it just had like, it was just such a pillar of my like growing up because partly it was like, I could just see so many women in important roles. And like, that was like, just knowing that I could be more than what people thought I could be. And I had examples of that in my everyday life was just very important. And then like having a community that supported me no matter what was right. so important. And so personally for me, like it, OP helped me to realize that I could be who I wanted and I could support my community while doing it and be an example and a role model for people who are younger than me. Like I just, when I, when I left OP, I knew, I like thought in my head, I was like, I, I know that. I like a person my age who when I was or even younger is going to be able to have a different experience being exactly who they are than the hard time that I had before I went to OP because of this organization Mm -hmm. and so, like it just was so important to me and like honestly Wacky specifically and like OP taught me how to be like an independent person and raise my voice up and that I it was worth it, like I it does it actually matters how I feel and what my opinions are and like I have validity and like at, and things to say in the world and I should say them and I think that not a lot of other places especially like sometimes the education system and uh with women and just in general for students can really push them down and be like yeah if your answer is not exactly the correct answer then necessarily it's not the right thing to say but with OP it was just like whatever you have to say is your story it's your right to say it and even if the other people don't agree with it we can talk about it and so it was just really important to, for me to understand that like I was an amazing like woman who could stand on her own and be the role model that I looked up to
0: I love that yeah and that i mean that is that's the heart of what it's about um is to help each young know, woman find her own voice right find a place where she can discover what that voice is and be heard For our our listeners who won't know what we mean when we say wacky, it stands for the Women's Advisory Council for Youth. Do you want to share a little bit about kind of what Wacky's role has been with Ophelia's Place, kind of what they do? It is basically,
1: I mean, in the larger scheme of things, it is meant to give uh, people, like young women, a chance to become like parts of the community and understand how maybe like a whole working with other women works and um, being confident in themselves, but specifically like the things they do uh, is more so like a lot of um, volunteering. And so like doing fundraisers, we did like pad and tampon and like sanitary products, uh, fundraisers, which was really amazing. We did um, a whole, uh, the training bra monologues, which was like a really cool experience to have the chance to give like other girls and ourselves the um, opportunity to like really show our artistic expression through that and then highlight uh like and we gave a lot of money to um sexual assault support services um and uh and so it was just a lot of like community organization and it was focused on that and so it felt really good to be able to help the community through that and then also learn how to raise ourselves up
0: yes Right. And and really step into what does leadership look and feel like? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, the goal was the sooner that young women can have those experiences where they can recognize, you know, your strengths and your voice and your ability and that you matter and can make a difference in the community. Kind of the idea that that lays the foundation for a lifelong involvement with with our community. Right. Yeah. Um, sense that you that you matter.
1: Yeah, if I honestly, if I was not part of Wacky, I don't think I would be like in any kind of position I am in today because, like, I, when I came into college, I applied to be a resident advisor. Um, and I just went into that and I felt confident in my own skills. And like, and now I'm applying to be a lead resident advisor, which is like you're running the team and I got the position. Um, and I think what was most important to me is like, I, I mean, for Wacky just taught me the importance of like inclusion and, mm-hmm. Uh, like that was, that has been like a forefront in everything I've done at my school so far. And then also, I think a big thing was I really valued my definition of what a leader was, which I think is very different than a lot of people. And I think Wacky taught me that is that I've always thought after Wacky, I really learned that a leader is not just somebody who comes out and they talk loud and they just lead and put, you know, put their hand up and march their way forward It's somebody who also can be in the back and support everybody else as they have their chance to lead too, because
0: if we're all leaders, then we're a better group of people. Um, you know, when you, when you think about leadership, it's about how do you help empower others to step forward? How do you help move the community um, forward in a way that everyone benefits from and I love wow. that that was something that you were able to take from that time.
1: Yeah, 100%. It really has led me in my decisions as who I am today and how I interact
0: with other people. You came in an amazing person. You were just an incredible woman from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: yeah. you. You're incredible. <laughs> I've learned so
0: much from you, River. Thank you. That's very kind. And, uh, you know, I think that it's really interesting how we get to see... Girls come to us at all different levels of their confidence, of their self awareness. Um, you know, we've had people in uh, in our, our you know whether it's in wacky or in other activities who sometimes are very shy and quiet, and some are much more outgoing. And the idea that all those different kinds of of girls can find a place where they're supported, I think, speaks a lot about what we're what we're there to do.
1: Yeah, and I think it even speaks louder to the fact that like they are not asked to, once they feel comfortable in the community, they're not asked to be a certain way. It's like, if you come in and you are shy and you are still shy after a year of being there, that's still accepted. And it's more so of people in Ophelia's place being aware of that and being accommodating of that and like finding a place for everybody and not asking anybody to not be who they are.
0: Right. And all of those different Experiences, personalities, identities are valuable and are welcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like not diversity if everybody is the same.
0: Exactly. Well put. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, you're our future president, just so you know. <laughs> Get out of here.
1: <laughs> Where is life right now for Lily? So I am going to loose and Clark College. I am a junior. Uh, my major is Hispanic studies, so basically Spanish and like everything surrounding that. And then um, I have two minors, political science and math. Um, wow. I know it's a lot. I, right now I applied to be at the LRA. So that's what I'm going to be doing next year um, over the summer. And like continuously uh, I am in a position uh, working as a communications intern for um, Pride Northwest. Uh, which is like a really cool organization and they throw the big Portland pride every year. Um, and so it's very fun working there. And like, I definitely know that I wouldn't feel confident in knowing what I'm doing without just the years of like uplifting from OP and then continuing on from like my family and everything. And so like, it's very nice to know that like, I don't know, it bringing it back in and bring coming back to OP, Y'all have truly like helped me in every single way of who I am today. And like, it's, it's a joint venture between everybody, but I definitely have become confident in myself and who I am and my skills because of everybody in my life. And OP has such a big part of that too. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's just pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just working away, trying to get my degree. Um, I'm a senior next year. And so I only have one year left. I can't believe it. I know future plans. I think I'm trying to take a year off to go, um, and work and do like some kind of, uh, with an organization or an internship to get some experience and then go to grad school. Cause I fully don't know what I want to do yet, <laughs> but that's okay. I remember when all of this just seemed so far away, right? I thought about it and I could be like, Oh, I don't have to worry about what I need to do yet. I just need to get into college. I just need to, go through that situation. And now I'm there. You are graduating in in a year and I need to figure out like what's happening
0: next. (laughs) But I think, you know, you, you said a couple of things I think are really true, which is, um, you do kind of find your way and it is okay to take, take some time to really think about that. Um, you have great support and you have tremendous inner resilience and skills and, uh, intelligence to navigate you through that. It's just, I think it's really natural that there are phases of our life when those kind of benchmarks like graduation and you're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. what are you doing now? And just coming back to, I, I have it within me to figure yeah. it. out. I can hear that from you. You have confidence that you'll figure it out. It's just a little bit like, whoo.
1: I definitely have found through work, like being... At OP and being around young girls and stuff that I would love to be part of the community in a way that I could help work with young people and especially young girls, because I know how hard it is to just go through young life and teenagehood with a lot up against you. Right. And- I just, it always inspired me the way that I don't know. When we were in LP, you would tell us, you'd be like, I love teenagers. I don't know why anybody doesn't like teenagers. You guys are so cool. And like that has rung true in my heart for so long. It's like, I do. I love teenagers. They're so funny and they're so cool. And I think through being in an LP and knowing you and Wacky, I have truly figured out that like, one of the things I do want to do, no matter what happens, is I would love to work with teenage girls and help in some kind of way, whatever that is, because it's like, they're such amazing people and they're just not given enough
0: credit. And I know that you would be incredible. (laughs) They would be lucky to get to know you. So I'm excited to see what develops and what you end up doing and we're
1: yeah no. I'll come <laughs> back I'll come back to you River. We'll, well okay uh, okay we'll come back to this podcast give it like a year or two I'll let you know what's up to yeah <laughs> no, we'll just revisit <laughs> yeah revisit. I'll be a recurring guest once a year
0: <laughs> and thank you so much I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy school life to talk with me and
1: Always, forever and ever. I will always take time to talk to you. You are just a fully amazing person. And OP is just so lucky to have you.
0: Oh, that's so kind. Thank you, Lily. So far today, you've learned about Ophelia's Place Services and how we support our community. And you've met Lily Monroe, an amazing former OP girl and all around inspiration. As we start to wrap this episode, I'm gonna share a poem with you. And I'm hoping this is an opportunity we can revisit with each episode, which is a chance to highlight um, writing or sharing from girls and women, or potentially stories from girls themselves, um, reminiscences from staff about experiences we've had at OP, just some, some things to leave you with some inspiration and Celebration of the Power of Girlhood. So this poem is called For Teenage Girls with Wild Ambition and Trembling Hearts by Clementine von Radix. When you are 13 years old, the heat will be turned up too high and the stars will not be in your favor. You will hide behind a bookcase with your family and everything left behind. You will pour an ocean into a diary When they find you, you will be nothing but a spark above a burning bush. Still, tell them. Despite everything, I really believe people are good at heart. When you are fourteen, a voice will call you to greatness. When the doubters call you crazy, do not listen. They don't know the sound of their own God's whisper. Use your armor, use your sword, use your two good hands. Do not let their doubting drown out the sound of your own heartbeat. You are the maid of untamed patriotism, born to lead armies into victory and unite a nation like a broken heart. When you are fifteen, you will be punished for learning too proudly. A man will climb onto your school bus and insist your sisters name you enemy. When you do not hide, he will point his gun at your temple and fire three times. Three years later, in an ocean of words, with no apologies, You will stand before the leaders of the world and tell them your country is burning. When you are 16 years old, you will invent science fiction, the story of a man named Frankenstein and his creation. Soon after you will learn that little girls with big ideas are more terrifying than monsters, but don't worry. You will be remembered long after they have put down their torches. When you are 17 years old, you will strike out Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig one right after the other. Men will be afraid of the lightning in your fingertips. A few days later, you will be fired from the major leagues because girls are too delicate to play baseball. You will turn 18 with a baby on your back, leading Lewis and Clark across North America. You will turn 18 and become queen of the Nile. You will turn 18 and bring justice to journalism. You are now 18, standing on the precipice, trembling before your own greatness. This is your call to leap. There will always be those who say you are too young and delicate to make anything happen for yourself. They don't see the part of you that smolders. Don't let their doubting drown out the sound of your own heartbeat. You are the first drop of a hurricane. Your bravery builds beyond you. You are needed by all the little girls still living in secret, riding oceans made of monsters and throwing like lightning. You don't need to grow up to find greatness. You are stronger than the world has ever believed you to be. The world laid out before you set on fire. All you have to do is burn. Thank you for joining me, River, and Ophelia's Place, right here on Girl Empowered. I'll talk to you next time. And remember, empowered girls change the world.